Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Mom's Movie Night Podcast with your host, Daniel, and my mom, Nora. Wine a little, laugh a lot. That's probably my catchphrase. <laughs> wine a little, laugh, laugh a, a lot. lot. <laughs> more like wine a lot and laugh a lot. What are you talking about? And laugh even more. Yeah. Uh-huh. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. We're all excited because this is our 22nd episode Woo-hoo. Yes, as my mom said, episode 22. No guests today, but we'll be getting more throughout the season. And uh, this week we are discussing the 1933 classic Duck Soup. It's a Marx Brothers movie for anybody yes. that's, you know, not from that generation. <laughs> just as a reminder. It's, it's a 1933, people. Ni- 33 film. Yeah. So, yes, black and white. <laughs> Super black and white. Super political. <laughs> Yeah. Super, super, super. <laughs> so check it out. This is uh, a Marx Brothers film starring like the infamous Groucho, Groucho Marx and Chico, his brothers. Seppo, Harpo, and Gummo's not on this film, but... No, yeah. So it's Chico, Harpo, and Gummo. In the movies, <laughs> they all have their own like roles. Yes. The quick synopsis... This is a very old movie. This has happened in 1933. Yes. It's all about a place called Fredonia. Fredonia. And in this... Small European country, penniless. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, they have this uh, wealthy lady who's not necessarily the queen, but more like the... An aristocrat that's... Yeah. She pulls the levers of society yes. because she's the one that funds a lot of the government uh, yes. through her wealth. Yeah, but, philanthropist. Exactly. Sure. But the people who she's put in charge of the government are terrible. They run it like to the terribly ground. to the ground. And yet they're there trying to beg her for more money. So she puts this man in charge of the country. <laughs> and his name is... Rufus T. Firefly. Rufus T. Firefly. <laughs> and that is the character played by Groucho Marx. For anybody that has never seen a Groucho Marx movie, the He's introduction. He's the guy with the grease uh, dye in his eyebrows and his mustache. <laughs> yes. Groucho Marx is, uh, is an icon not only in American history or not even in comedic Bill, history, but... Like, fucking just Halloween alone. Comedy. Like, for anybody that's ever worn the glasses with the big nose and the mustache. Oh, yeah, that's Groucho. That's Groucho Marx. You know, <laughs> so maybe people don't necessarily know the person behind it. Behind the nose and the mustache. Exactly. Hey, that's cool. That's yeah. a good reference. But he's been someone that's synonymous with the American Canadians. lexicon of comedy since the early right. 1900s. Yeah. And you could pretty much trace a lot of comedy through him. Yeah. Now... He becomes the leader of this new Fredonia country, <laughs> and he starts to do his own way of litigation amongst his departments, and he starts changing things to his liking. Yeah. Now, I aside put from rules that, in society. Yeah. He'll shoot anybody that's messing with anybody's wife and shit. Like, well, no. Remember, it was <laughs> the opposite. She'll let the wife choose. Oh, that's right. You would and the, the one that choose. she doesn't want to be with is the one that gets shot. <laughs> There's all these like quirky, like little rules that he implements. Well, anyways, 
He's the leader of Fredonia. Mm-hmm. And then you have the rival country. So, yeah, Sylvania, the neighboring country. And they... In the same predicament. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's interesting because he's trying to... Uh, Groucho Marx, his character, Mr. Firefly, is trying to rule Fredonia. But yet he gets in a... War. Arguments with <laughs> the leader argument? of Sylvania... <laughs> Over the woman, because they're both trying to woo her for her cash. Because she's rich. <laughs> yeah. Super rich. So they think, yeah, might as well marry her in our country would be better. And, you know, Marco's like, and Groucho's like, fuck it. I don't care. I'd be rich, you know? Yeah, exactly. And so it leads to a war, as my mom said, between these two countries, right? Oh, man. But the slapstick, the comedy. Yeah. Every time they see each other... Um, Firefly slaps him with his glove. Every scene that they are in, yeah. he just slaps the hell out of him with his glove. Yeah, he <laughs> And they insult each other over and over. And that's what leads to, you know, the climax of the story. But so, the movie has a lot of slapstick. It's, deli- it's really great. So the leader of the opposite country, mm-hmm. Sylvania, yes. is uh, he hires spies to kind of <laughs> Look yeah, over Mr. Firefly and kind of figure out, like, what is he up to? What moves is he making? Yeah, this movie reminded me a lot of that, that cartoon, um, Gulliver's Travels. Okay. Because of the spies and the con- the little country and they're trying to protect. Like, they always have these spies that go and try and get the, the scoop, you yeah. know, to try and get the ups of these people. And um, So the spies kinda, that he hires, sorry to interrupt. No, no, that's fine, but... You know, that's what it kind of reminded me of. All these old cartoons also had all those plots, especially yeah. spies. The spies, though. Why don't you talk about the spies? Who are the spies in this film? Um, it's going to be Harpo and Chico. But, like, their characters oh, alone. Oh, they're the worst. <laughs> Chico, Chico and his fake Italian um, verbiage, he's a con man, so he talks people out of everything, you know? Yeah. And he's got this little accent. He kind of dresses like Pinocchio, kind of. He's like the Pinocchio, but the human boy, you yeah. know? <laughs> and then Harpo, the silent guy, oh, my God. He's, like, pantomiming all the time. Oh, yeah, and, he's the best one. But he's, ever, like, that so... That ever lived. Yeah. That ever lived. This guy, he was so quick and funny and just, like... And he was silent through the whole movie. But his gags, man, they're hilarious. And, yeah, they're the ones that are trying to get the scoop on Firefly, but... It's like they become his friends. I don't even remember because of all the laughs and the... Well, they are from Fredonia. So they're Fredonia citizens. Okay. And then they are like double agents. (laughs) But at the end, they're fighting in the war with Firefly. But I guess the whole thing about this movie is just like one... It's a story, you know, the story plot, the plot, but the... Fucking performances were amazing. And the fucking gallantry and everything. I mean, this fucking movie had it all, man. Fucking soldiers and, you know. The sets were pretty immaculate yeah, within man. those, like, within 1930s, yeah. you know. They had whole sets of ballerinas and ballerinas, soldiers. Trumpeteers. Trumpeteers and, and just like, damn. Man, even the, production. like, the aristocrats. Or, oh, the ballroom yeah, scenes? Yeah, the ballroom scenes. Like, yeah, man. Even for the 1930s, you could tell, like, some of these yeah, actors Yeah, they had a lot of um, very other 
Yeah, other countries in there too. Fancy like, tuxedos, fancy gowns. Yeah, and they had all these diplomats from all over the world and everything. I mean, it was a big scene, and it's weird because um, you know, this movie's so funny because as soon as it starts, just the introduction when I saw. When they introduced the movie, there was some ducks like swimming on a cauldron, and yet they focus. There's a big old fire in the bottom, like they were literally gonna cook these birds, you know. And they were live ducks. <laughs> and they were live like ducks. Five and they were just, ducks. Just swimming in the cauldron. I'm like, are they gonna boil them? And the crazy <laughs> thing know? about it was like this movie's called Duck Soup, and, and probably it's that's... the only scene that mentions anything about duck or soup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the only reference to duck yeah. soup is the like the first yeah. intro where you're le- learning of who the cast is. So yeah. But aside from that, this is like my mom said, a very political movie, but very it's also political. a musical. It is. You know, only because. This is a movie, for anybody that's not familiar with, like, the vaudeville kind of uh, performance, it would incorporate, like, a lot of singing, a lot of dancing, yes. and then, like, a lot of, as my mom said, slapstick comedies. Oh, so, slapstick Groucho sure. Marx is mostly well-known for his, like, one-liners and his that. quick-witted Damn. improvisation. And even in just modern conversation with anybody, he would just literally, you know... Talk shit all the time. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people... Oh, my God. In order to appreciate Groucho Marx... This is him. There was a quote. There was a town in New York called uh, Fredonia with only one E instead of Fredonia. Mm-hmm. It was only one E. And they wanted the name changed because they didn't want their town associated with the political shit that was going on. So they wanted to change the name and then Groucho says... He goes, why don't you change your town's name? It's messing up my movie. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know, he goes, it's significantly messing up our movie, you know, so why don't you change your name? You know? No, yeah, he's... I've never seen a Groucho Marx movie before. I've only seen, like, cartoons of impersonations of him or, mm-hmm. you know, like... Uh, I've never seen him live. And so mm-hmm. what tripped me out was... When I watched this movie and it came out for the his first time and he started are, talking about not just yeah. his features, which are very his noticeable. Dancing and I mean, he's very... But just like, like his use of like... Vocabulary. Yeah. Like he's just so quick-witted. <laughs> yeah. And you could tell like he's from New York. Yeah, for you sure. Know? He was born in New York. Yes. He's from New York. He's New York, New York, you know, all yeah, the way. Yeah, his family immigrated from Germany and uh, Italy and shit. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. all him and his five brothers, it's, mm-hmm. they're a Jewish family. They oh, all kind of came up with the father, vaudeville. Their father was Samuel Marx and he was nicknamed Frenchy because he was from France when he immigrated. Yeah. That's that cool? I thought that was cool. Yeah, from my brothers. And then the ger- the mom is from the German part. Yeah. Of, yeah. Little small towns. And she was like her, their manager like Ooh. within those early ages of yeah, them getting sure. into the industry. Well, this movie's funny because like the first scenes, they show a little town, typical little Ukrainian, you know? <laughs> yeah, it looks like little Swiss yeah. town. You know, it's European for sure because yeah. of the way it looks and then um you know the gallantry of all this like the king and you know it kind of like reminded me of a lot of these cartoons nowadays you know um 
Frozen and, you know, that yeah. kind of storytelling. But um, it was hilarious. It was hilarious from the beginning. Well, yeah, that's what I was saying is that what's so funny was that, oh, you think 1933, like, uh, like what was the fucking type of comedy <laughs> well, like you know back what? then? They banned, they banned the movie in Italy because fucking the dictator Benito Mussolini, he said that um, it, was direct, it was a direct attack on him. Well, yeah. <laughs> so there's a lot of political undertones yeah, about this sure. movie. But what I was trying to say was that his uh, his sense of humor, mm-hmm. I feel like you could take his sense of humor in 1933 and put it in like in 2023 and it would translate pretty well just because of like oh, God, how is. his one-liners and like the way he talked, he didn't talk all like old-timey, you know what yeah, I mean? He yeah. talked like somebody from Wait. New York today and shit, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. And uh, that's what I thought was funny. Was he kind of reminded me of his quick just... wit, like Carlin, George Carlin, like that quick-witted. Because mm-hmm. of the, the fucking things he would say in this movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, God, it was funny. I mean, you could kind quick, of trace... Quick jokes. Like, comedians from, like, 1933. Oh, yeah, he influenced everybody. He influenced to everybody. To fucking the Abbott Costello, mm-hmm. and then up to, like, fucking Lenny Bruce, to yeah. George Carlin, Actually, and all the, those guys. The movie title, Duck Soup, they were going to use it in a Laurel and Hardy show. There you go. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so he's definitely the OG of comedy. Yep. American comedy. <laughs> and uh, it was very evident. And for anybody that's never seen... A Marx Brothers movie. Recommended. This is is probably like the one to watch just because not only of the performances of his Mm -hmm. brothers, his performance, but also because this is one that has kind of lasted the duration of time. Yeah. Where originally this movie wasn't necessarily seen as a success in the box office back in the day. But over time, historically... Yeah. A lot of people consider it this to be one of the best movies. It became a classic in the 1970s. All the colleges in fucking the United States because it was such a, you know, it's a good movie. It's rated uh, top five in the top 100 of the fucking American Film, Fest, Film Institute. Yeah, if you go through... And 13 uh, of their movies are among the 100. So... It, yeah, Pretty if you cool. go through a lot of top mm-hmm. comedy lists mm-hmm. in American history, this one will most notably pop up. So that's why I wanted to watch this movie because I was always <laughs> curious, you know, yeah. considering all the comedian like icons that we've seen, all the yeah, classic these are actors. four brothers, and it was like it was kind of like watching a vaudeville um, performance. Performance, live. yeah, even live at. Broadway, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. But um, I kind of liked also the, some of the pranks and stuff. I mean, like the mirror. I mean. Oh, oh yeah. There's God. a great scene where it's Groucho and then his brother Harpo. And and um, Chico. They're well, all, yeah. That's, they're all. That's how it <laughs> but starts. But they do the right? mirror, the mirror scene, the sequence, and that one was actually an old vaudeville, you know. Like an um, act, act that they would yeah. do, yeah. And this one that they do, um, yeah, it it was only it took it only it only took them two hours to film. Remember how we asked how we talked about yeah. the movie, how long it took for him because they are in so 
cohesion. It's like, yeah. oh my God, it literally is like looking in the mirror. Yeah, so for the <laughs> listeners, essentially there's uh, the scene. Just imagine like uh, a wall and then there should be a mirror where like the you know entryway yeah. of the wall is and um Harpo breaks through it and there's a mirror and he breaks through it so he has to like pretend that the mirror's still there <laughs> and so his brother Groucho and they're dressed the same yes they're in my pajamas, they're in pajamas. And he had pain in his face exactly yeah. like and he has a mustache and they both have glasses and yeah. so they do this routine where they're like staring at each other and he has to get his brother to believe that he's staring at a mirror. Yeah. So they he's mimicking every move and facial expression that yeah. he's making. And for it being 1933 and a black and white yeah, film, yeah. like it's just so impressive of like how talented these yeah. guys were and like their craft. Because they repeated that it was scene. great. Yeah, they repeated that scene in that movie Twins with Bed Midler and um, Lily Tomlin. Yeah. Because they were twins and um, they did that exact scene in a bathroom. And so it was the hillbilly girls, uh, high society, and they did both of them. Yeah. They both did that mirror sequence. And oh my God, it's hilarious because, you know. <laughs> no, yeah, if you're it able to really get the timing great. of it, it's such a. Yeah, it is impressive. Great comedic performance. It, it's impressive, especially, you know, they do the, the eyeglasses when yeah. they both lower them at the same time. And I mean, it's impressive, man. <laughs> Where he spins and then he didn't <laughs> and spin. And then he didn't spin. He but just it looked like he did. One leg. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was hilarious. It, it, man, this movie, for its time, I mean, it was funny. It entertained us. It's only an hour and nine minutes long. So it's like, yeah. it's a good laugh. And like I said, the politics are pretty out there. And, so let's um, get into that. So just so a lot of people kind of get a little bit more context about this film. This movie came out in 1933, which is right towards, you know, the end of the Great Depression. You know, that's kind of something that's still going on during that time. Yeah. A lot of people were kind of offended about the movie. Well, they were offended, one, for several reasons. Because the point of the film, when Mr. Firefly takes over, is because it shows, like, the gross incompetence Mm -hmm. of government at the time right and going into 1932 in the united states history herbert hoover was the president Mm -hmm. and for a lot of people that may not be familiar with their fucking presidents and time frames in 1932 but 1932 was a time in which a lot of people did not have jobs uh-huh. fucking starvation there was yeah, like a lot of poverty going on throughout the red lines people red yeah, lines red lines no toilet paper <laughs> and you had a situation where the president <laughs> he had a very laissez-faire policy where he didn't want the government to get involved in to like business and the way like the economy runs so instead in of in other words no stimulus people yeah there ain't no Trump bucks <laughs> no Biden bucks there was none of that shit <laughs> It was pretty much every person on their own, fucking right. carrying your children on your back, back fucking trying to fucking survive and shit. Yeah, yeah this I is know. your fucking grapes of wrath, fucking yeah. time frame and shit. Damn, you know, damn, bro, that's hardcore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> like Man. you think you're fucking we're, crying we're over paying a, the right four dollars for gas? You know, like these people. Are fucking, la puto. <laughs> 
<laughs> right? Caminando la chingada. Yeah, dude. Fucking imagine not having gas and oh, fucking walk oh, everywhere. Yeah. Dust bowls Dust, everywhere, yeah. all the cities. Oh, God darn. So this movie is portraying a time in which uh, it's almost like a parody of the real government that the United States had and like the president at the time mm-hmm. where they're just kind of making it seem like him and his war. administration were just... War is the only thing that's going to... Well, not just that. That's kind of different because you get into a point to where, yeah, they're making somewhat fun of the Hoover administration and um, like his like policies of just Mm -hmm. like incompetence with the government and like not really helping people and so forth. But then who becomes president after him? Franklin Delano Roosevelt. And while he's president, he's trying to implement policies like the New Deal to help uh, a lot of people your everyday middle class poor people in the country right Mm -hmm. but while that's going on in the united states in the world you're getting the rise of fascism in places like italy as my mom said and like in germany with hitler and the nazis and so what you're getting with this movie and it's very super subtle Subtle. i mean you got to be a fucking historian Historian. to be able to understand what's going on Right, right right but while fascism is kind of spreading through Europe, one keep in mind that the Groucho, uh, sorry, that the Marx brothers are Jewish. That's right. For one, right? right? Mm-hmm. They're a Jewish family that immigrated, and at the time in 1933, you're barely, you're already getting like a lot of anti-Semitic views in Germany, but with the rise of the Nazi Party, you're starting to get that like. Like, slap in the face. Like, it's starting to be something very evident, you know? So, at the time, when FDR becomes president, he was getting kind of urged to eventually maybe get involved militarily Mm -hmm. in Europe to try and help countries like Spain, where you had, like, uh, Francisco Franco kind of taking over in Spain, Mussolini. Mussolini. But a lot of people in the United States were, like, very, like... Um, independent and they didn't want to interject in world affairs and they just wanted to concentrate on what's going on in the country and help people domestically. That's how it's happening now. (laughs) Yeah. A lot of people don't want to fucking get involved with foreign wars and all that shit now as it was back then. So FDR was like having to do this fine balance of making Americans happy, kind of staying like away and and, uh, moderate and kind of like not really getting involved you know, and this movie at the end, it kind of shows like how people nowadays, as far as government leaders, look at Putin in Ukraine, right? Yeah. Where you could definitely, if you're like a fucking power hungry, like autocrat, you know, you could go to war at any fucking time. You right. know what I mean? Right. And that's kind of where this movie gets into play between the dynamics of Firefly and the leader of Slovenia that's yeah. something as so petty as yeah. like a fucking he insulted name. him yeah. it was, he called him a mups, upstart yeah <laughs> he's an upstart politician yeah. that he's gonna <laughs> fucking yeah like, he doesn't know anything let me rule let me be king kind of thing but it's like but something so like that funny. right is yeah. gonna fucking start a war <laughs> and that leads to some of the leaders that we have today in terms yeah. of Fucking leaders that are willing to start a war over fucking lies, over, you know, yeah, it's spilled all these, milk and It's all the Disney, Disney cartoons, man. Yeah. Sleeping Beauty, fucking. Exactly. 
And so that's where Rapunzel, yeah, a lot of fucking like... politics comes into play within this movie. That, like I said, it's subtle, but if you know the context of what's going on in American history at the time, at this you kind of get an compared idea. Compared to nineteen thirty-three, you know. And that's the thing about history, right? If you don't fucking learn itself. from it, you know. Yeah, big and time. The thing about comedy, which I so much appreciate, is that there's it's satire. You know mm-hmm. what I mean. It's making fun of yeah. what's really going on in life at the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? And there's so many comedians that have done a great job of portraying like the how shitty government is or yeah. like life circumstance at the time. And so I feel like this movie itself is uh, pretty significant and pretty and it smart. It is significant, you know? And it's the only film where four of the Mark brothers perform musically together. It's the only one. Because well, after, after this, that, yeah. yeah, after this one, Zeppo left. Yeah, and he was a handsome guy. Oh, he guy. became a multi-millionaire engineer, bro. Really? Multi-millionaire. I well, like when... Uh, so Groucho Marx lived until 1977. Yeah. He was 86 years old. But yeah, there's a Mexicana that comes out in this movie. She's one of the spies. Um, and she's like trying to... You know, win favors with Firefly, but he only has eyes for the Duchess. I, yeah. the Duchess, the rich lady, and uh, but this Mexicana man, she's gorgeous, gorgeous girl. I didn't get her name, but um, she has that Mexican accent, you know, mm-hmm. and her last name's Torres, I believe. Yeah, Raquel Torres or something like that. Anyway, um, she dressed sharp though. Dresses and that that whole the whole costumes and designs and stuff like that in this movie or like I wouldn't doubt it if they want an Oscar for that shit because I mean all the uniforms I think all this the movie flags, came out before the, the Oscars were even were a thing were even a thing yeah because they would have won <laughs> yeah no I don't think the Oscars existed in 1933 yeah, I mean, the fucking pageantry and everything it just looks so real you know man they used to make movies while they didn't have all this technology well this was the fifth movie that the Mark brothers had with like warner brothers Mm -hmm. at the time and even just to make this movie there was like a lot of conflicts and a lot of kind of negotiations necessary for them to make that was a lot of shitty shit going on huh yes i did hear that especially with those studio companies it was the the sixth highest grossing film of that year 1933 the six i wonder what the other six were (laughs) yeah of course it was probably fucking but it wasn't even that like uh, making a lot of money because like I said it's 1933 it's yeah. the Great Depression you know what I mean like a lot of people weren't fucking Great going to like Alamo for Draft House to watch the fucking <laughs> our movie yeah, that's gonna our, cost you 40 bucks <laughs> yeah no yeah no that shit was not happening so maybe a film festival this would be great for a film festival I'm sure they played it like in the film it is, festivals here yeah you see a lot of history and, and like I said the, my son um, mentioned the politics and everything going on mm-hmm. back then it's a it's a story and yet here we are living it in true real blue form you know yeah but they're incorporating music and singing oh, yeah. along and remember and... when I told you when I saw it because it's black and white so the only other movie that kind of Reminded me of it was the Wizard of Oz with the black and white and the singing, you know. Mm-hmm. It had that Wizard of Oz kind of feel to it. And it's a big production too, but it's all black and white. You don't get that color. And you don't need it because, I mean, the actors, I mean, it's it's so... It was well made, like, visually and, like, oh, the comedy is... It's funny. It's real funny. 
they're quick witted and I mean it's a good laugh the whole hour you know I felt I wasn't bored I didn't and I was tired but I didn't get bored at all yeah because of the I was noticing the you know some of the uh, the scenes are like the hat switching you know yeah. and that's comedic you know because it's so like oh my goodness you gotta watch it to believe it yeah just <laughs> just watching style. it from like a perspective of you don't know what you're getting yourself into yeah. you know and then just kind of think of it like in the, like put yourself in the audience of 1933 yeah you that's you know where I mean? you gotta and, go you gotta be yeah. in that audience yeah. and just you know live it live it because um, uh, let me tell you, it's you experience a good laugh, and you wonder, wow, man, these guys were four brothers, and um, they had it, you know. Yeah. The community. Complaint. Now we're spoiled with fucking CGI, and we're spoiled yes. with like fucking take after take, fucking YouTube, Instagram, deleted, right, posted right. again, TikTok, all this shit. You know what I mean? But like these guys are like the old school fucking. Yeah. Uh, live performances and you know they're physical actors <laughs> and comedians yeah. and you know they're and doing they, it oh man they're good they're really really impressive yeah look at harpo doesn't say a damn word but damn you know exactly everything his expressions every time he you know blows a different horn you yeah. know you can tell his he, he speaks with all these shenanigans, body language, <laughs> body language, yeah. and, and equipment that he pulls out of his coat, you know, yeah, and the scissors, the, scissors and and the, the, the flame that he uses to like light <laughs> his cigars. And... Yeah, dude. I mean, it's just so funny, and it's quick, and I mean, you just really can. Enjoy I'll be honest, though, if art. I see Harpo in real life, and like, like just like a mime in general, <laughs> like I'd be freaked the fuck out. Like, <laughs> I'd be scared, you know what I mean? Just because yeah, he's too his bad. face and his smile—it's like very, <laughs> like, it's like a clown almost. Yeah, and a lot yeah. of people have like fucking are yeah, terrified of clowns. Yeah, but you never know. Stuff, you never you know because I mean? he can make that serious look. Yeah. And you know what about the Mark Brothers? Seriously, if they all just you know took off all the makeup and whatever, they would look all exactly alike. That's why that mirror scene is so good, or that scene where all three of them are dressed yeah. in the long. Pajama and no, yeah, that was because they're scene. yeah they're just running around this house trying to break in trying to find the plans for the war. But even and then, just, man, you know, I feel like if that scene was in like a modern day sitcom or something like that, yeah, like, right? that would be hilarious. <laughs> like, like if someone just like three company, like yeah. with Mr. Roberts trying to well, catch. That's not modern day, but wow, for sure. No. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding, but I would remember like Three's Company in my day because the landlord didn't want the, the you know single guy living with the two girls, yeah. you know he did, they didn't want him to know, and so they made him gay, yeah, yeah, you know, and so it was like that kind of like going all around the apartment trying to hide and yeah. all this shit, but, yeah, and that's where they get it from. Yeah, that's what I'm saying movies. is like this movie. It taught everybody how to do gags. Yeah. You know, for That's what sure. I'm saying. You know what Pure I mean? Your vaudeville like, acting. Yeah. Quick and and stunts and oh my god. And singing and dancing. And it was all the same thing. Yeah. You know? And you, that's what's so cool about this movie is like this is these are Groucho, the guys that set the fucking bar. Shit. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> yeah. invented it and then just think of every sitcom you've ever yeah, seen. From and that day movies, forward. That you day know forward. what I mean? Like and these that's guys. Why a lot of people they they were their fans. They're, you know, they influenced them in such ways that I'm talking everybody. 
you know, I was looking them up and I was like, what influenced all these people? Because they were the beginning. They were the beginning of all this and they just, you know, everybody yeah. ran with it and look at where we are now. And yeah. It's awesome. I love comedy. That's and then Groucho Marx did, the, <laughs> did the, the show, that one show where... Yeah, and apparently he was a host for a long time. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing is like... Um, I remember that show because they. I don't sh- remember the name. It's, it's like you can't. Oh, I read it. It's your life, or I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Oh, I, but I remember it because of the scene in 101 Dalmatians, where the Dalmatians like on the TV, and then it's oh. like a picture of like Groucho Marx's like character because it's very distinct with the yeah, nose yeah, yeah, and yeah. the mustache, and then it's like uh, they're thinking about it as far as like his. It's essentially the TV show that he fucking hosted for it's a really long time. It's in the 101 Dalmatians? Like the scene the of... The cartoon? The cartoon. Wow, I gotta check that out. Is... When all the dogs are watching TV? TV, yeah. Okay. That's the show that they're watching. Oh my god. Because he it's was... that show. Okay. Yeah, so he's... Okay. And I guess that's another, like, um, <laughs> thing that he, uh, like, started where you're a comedian and then you go off to host... Oh, a TV no. show or like a really? game show. Really? So he was like the very first TV talk show? Exactly, or, exactly. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So that's, look at where we are now. So yeah, that's the career projection. He did introduce Johnny Carson when Johnny Carson started. Oh, really? Yes. Yes, he did. There you go. So now I know where that's coming from. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. They have a lot of um, um, different... Um, what uh apps and stuff of the Groucho Marx, their history, there's podcasts. Um they have a lot of stuff. You can go see most of their movies on YouTube. No. But um I mean they are impressive, man. And like I don't recall ever seeing a movie of them. Well Maybe that's even before your generation. You're born in nineteen like sixty, yeah. right? Yeah. Obviously I was born in nineteen eighties. You know, that's not. Yeah. Like, this is a movie not from our generation. Thirty you know years I mean? later, I this was is born. <laughs> this is literally your mom wasn't even born in the yeah, 1930s. She was born in 46. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like this is yeah, literally a hundred years ago. <laughs> you know what I mean? And yet, man, talk about whoever invented the camera, bro. And not just that, bro, but yeah, not just that. Motion pictures is like amazing. Motion pictures is dope. For sure. Look, yeah. That's the whole it's point like, of this wow, fucking wow. podcast, right? But just <laughs> but like the American culture. Started. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, American yeah. culture in terms of American comedy, mm-hmm. right? Fucking one-liners, you know what I mean? Yeah, stand-up. Um, theatrical performances with like yeah, art and stand-up stand dancing. Now is like vaudeville in 1930s, yeah. 1900s. You know, that was their fucking shit. So how would you... Rate, rate this, this one. Movie. How many jalapenos chiles would you give? Hey, man, you know what? I've been itching for some chile picante. <laughs> so I think I'm going to give this one an actual four. A four? Yeah, only because it was so out there as far as like the politics and just to see the gallantry and everything. 1933 filmmaking, black and white. Yeah. You know? It's just so... And then... The comedy, the brothers, I mean, it, it's it's very intriguing. And it's, like I said, I was relating to it a lot. As soon as I saw that first scene of the country where they were 
you know, supposedly Fredonia. Fredonia. Right away, I thought frozen, and I thought Ukraine. I thought all these European countries because it, it's that beautiful scenery yeah. with the mounds in the background and mm-hmm. the tile roofs and shit. You know, real. I don't know. It just. I love Disney. I love all the Disney princess movies. You know, and it just like gave me that. You know. And that's funny that I mentioned 101 Dalmatians, too, because it's like, yeah, (laughs) shit's in there. But yeah, I liked the storyline. It was hilarious, you know, and um, I would give it a four, four jalapenos. I think that's totally justified considering the type of movie it is. We've never seen this kind, yeah, we've never seen it. I don't think a lot of people have, which is why I wanted to add it to, like, the list of movies that we were going to watch, just to kind of... One, bring attention to... What's going on in the world. Not only in the world, <laughs> but also, like, old... These Cinema old group. acts, yeah. you know, these old movies, these comedic legends... Legends. ...that set the bar set for the bar, the, all the comedies that we see today. today. You know, and Correct. so... Correct. That's the history teacher in me, you know what I mean? I wanted <laughs> to fun. learn... I wanted to learn a little bit myself as far as, you know... Yeah. Comedy, and I felt like I got a lot from this movie, so I, you know, I share that. Yes, it for was... Chile Jalapeno sentiment. Yeah, I'll right. give it that too. That sounds cool. I'll Woo! go with that. Super hot. I, I... <laughs> yeah. It was good. It was really good. It was but you got to go in it, you know, expecting that it is an old movie. You got to go in there, like I said, with the perspective of yeah. watching this for the first time live and catching and the jokes they're very subtle you gotta catch them but i mean when it comes to harpo you see it visually yeah. you see it visually and it's such a good art form you just you're gonna appreciate it you're gonna appreciate it you can appreciate the jokes the politics you know when this movie came out yeah. you know the fashion the fashion oh the, my god the sets yeah man it was yeah. amazing it was an amazing amazing movie i really loved it i'm glad I'm glad you liked it i'm glad we added it to the list yes yes it was awesome so next week people we are going to be watching a steve martin movie all right the man with two brains oh my god sounds already yeah so the man, the man with two brains and uh <laughs> hopefully you guys can watch it with but if not listen to the podcast and we'll tell you all about it yes and if you want to be a part of it just send us a you know a message through whatever instagram platform. facebook and uh, you'll get this episode wherever you get your podcast spotify apple Podcasts. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, thank for listening to this week's episode. And thank you guys for listening to our last episode. Yes, it was a hit. Thank yeah, you we for appreciate our special it. guest. Yeah. <laughs> keep them coming. Yeah. <laughs> we'll keep them coming for you. And we'll see you all next episode. I love what chamos. <laughs> <laughs> Soon he can leave in a minute and a half. You know you haven't stopped talking since I came here? You must have been vaccinated with a phonograph needle.